0: That's a great song. I, I, my memories of that, it's a song that's been in the church for a long time. and I, In our church we sang it a lot when I was growing up. My parents were divorced. I would always sit with my grandmother and uh, she was a terrible singer. <laughs> she was, but she meant every word. Thank you, Byron. She meant every word and uh, it's, uh, my mind just went back there to remember heritage and, and God's grace. It's nice to be back. Janine and I, thank you for the pleasure of staying connected. Uh, when I was here, sometimes I would show pictures of my grandparents — no, my grandkids. Our, <laughs> our grandkids, uh, they're growing up, they were babies, and I thought it was a terrible habit, but I used to look at so many of your grandchildren when we're in the halls and in homes, it's, I'm still getting even. <laughs> they grow up fast, and I, and I agree with anyone who said how much you love them, and each other. I want to talk about something pretty simple, I, honest. I was just reading one morning and came upon a Psalm, number 36. And, uh, I felt like I'd never seen it before. I'm sure I had, but nevertheless, this was three weeks ago, four weeks ago now, and uh, that's what I'm going to talk about. Psalm 36, the ABCs of life. Now, in in baseball, it's hitting and watching the pitch and knowing when it's curving and and of course catching a fly a ball. In football, it's blocking, and tackling, and, and um, kicking field goals. Green Bay knows today because they lost. Uh, in rugby, it's... I still don't know what they're doing in rugby. <laughs> in life, it's Psalm 36. Let's start. It says, for the director of music, Of David, the servant of the Lord. So far it's boring, but it's a song to be sung and it's basic. He starts, this is David, who's been through everything, you know that. An oracle is within my heart concerning the sinfulness of the wicked. There is no fear of God before his eyes, for in his own eyes he flatters himself, too much to detect or hate his sin. Let's just start with the first phrase. It's a funny one. I read scholars. I'm not one, but I read them. An oracle is within my heart and none of them can figure out exactly what is meant It's except something really grabs me. This is big in me. This is my soul. An oracle is within my heart. This is David who has done his Bathsheba thing has also worshipped the Lord like we just sang. And a, a prophecy, is another way to translate it, is within my heart. This is something that grabs me. Okay, we're ready for something very significant. And he says, There's no fear of God. It's concerning the sinfulness of the wicked. There is no fear of God before his eyes. In his own eyes he flatters himself. Whoa. So let me make a theological statement. We are depraved. And he's talking here about the human heart without help from Christ. Or when we operate on our own, we love ourselves. First four-letter word, your baby or you ever said, or me, mine. (laughs) We love ourselves, and he's going to say we do actions of evil. And while he's talking about the wicked, people divorced from God and His grace. Remnants remain in my life and yours, and we can always do things that are wrong. We know that. Uh, In my heart dwells no good thing. Paul called himself chief of sinners. Huh? I know he meant when he murdered Christians, but I think he also meant when I'm alone, sometimes on my bed, I think these selfish thoughts. So, one of the ABCs of life is to admit I am depraved all by myself. Depraved doesn't mean you're like Hitler or the worst of people, but it means you're unable to manufacture any righteousness on your own. You can't really get any better by yourself. And you're also connected to this, well, selfish nature inside of you that you can grab and pull up at any time. Verse three, he talks about the actions. The words of his mouth are wicked and deceitful. He has ceased to be wise and to do good. Whoa. Even on his bed, he plots evil. He commits himself to a sinful course and does not reject what is wrong. This is Sanctity of Life Sunday all over the nation. Churches will nod or yawn or people will, oh yeah, that's a problem. But if you backed up to first grade in life and thought it would be right to stop the birth, to, to kill a living being, you'd say, no, no, that's not good. This is sanctity of life, and it means that every life is holy to God and purposeful. How do people come up with some of the things they say at the news conference? How do politicians say what they say about each other? Because, well this grips my heart, one of the ABCs of life is we are really bad inside. And we can easily go back there. There's not a baby any of you have had or when you were a baby, I had an older brother who easily taught me to do things that were wrong, and I often joke about that, but I didn't need any help. Nobody had to go to kindergarten to learn how to lie, especially a couple of you. I, I just need to understand uh, the expression when I was little, me, myself, and I, my favorite three people. It was a joke, but in many ways, it's how we live unless we're being moved along by God's Spirit, to be a different kind of person. Yes, by conversion. I'm glad we prayed for some people. Mine lives a couple doors away. But until Christ comes in and we start living in combination, nothing works very well. Read the headlines. Listen to the people that talk at your coffee shop or around the drinking fountain. You know what I'm saying because you look in the mirror, and I do too. So he, he says, there's something wrong with us. There's no fear of God. This is a funny phrase from thousands of years ago. He flatters himself too much to detect or hate his sin. It, it's the way we are, it's why we need the Lord. Are you in him? Would you admit that this is you? I've got to admit it's me unless I walk in combination with Christ, you're welcome to say His Spirit. In Christ, we're in His Spirit, and He's in us. So the psalmist, while he's not uh, thinking of the chapel right now, is writing about human nature. I need to understand this. So you tell your children, don't just trust a stranger. And you also look at your own heart and know. Yeah, i got to watch it. One of the famous prayers of the Bible, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And here's the opposite, what we do without Him. So read the headlines, but look at your heart. And I coach churches, and come upon times when I say to people in the church, how can you do this to each other? And here's the answer, yeah, it's human nature. And if we slide backwards, which anyone can do. I was driving home from a minister's meeting Craig and I are part of the same one in the area around South Bend, that's where Notre Dame is. Newt Rock, now you're aware (laughs) of why we moved there. (laughs) Anyway, we have a GPS, and I punched in, go home. And on Route 20, you always go over 20 to 31, and it's told me to turn right into Elkhart. I know this woman." And I said, no, I don't go that way. And I thought, why is she telling me to go through the town? You've said that to your wife. So I disobeyed Siri, or whatever her name is, and I stay on Route 20. And 15 minutes later, I'm apologizing to Siri. There's a car wreck, and I'm stuck there for two hours. Thinking, and oracles within my heart, the sinfulness of man. <laughs> Obey the word of God, even when you want to go against it. Do you do that? Or do you do what your feelings say? The first part of understanding life and the way it is is to understand that we, without Christ, This is a Christian message, too. We can all slide. He has ceased to be wise and to do good. He even plots evil. That's what these verses say. I hope you believe that. It's not fun to believe. It's just life. We are depraved. Good news, ABCs. Verse 5. All of a sudden... Almost like in the middle of a sentence, or in the middle of the thought at least, he changes the subject. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice is like the great deep. O Lord, you preserve both man and beast how priceless is your hesed unfailing love hesed h e s e d hebrew 246 times in the bible how great how wonderful is your hesed how priceless the first thing he says about this is god is love i'm going to i'm saying that but he, he suddenly stop looking in the mirror stop lamenting how sinful we all are, or that we can easily slip and do selfish things. But remember this, he first says his love reaches to the heavens. This is poetry, yes, but this is true. I checked with Siri again this morning, 93 billion light years, billion light years it would take, 93 billion years of traveling at 186,000 miles per second. That's fast. Ninety-three billion years to cross the universe, as as far as we can see it from the Hubble telescope. And now they have the Webb telescope, which is a hundred times more powerful. So we'll find out it's bigger. His love is like that. I must stop doubting that God loves me or even knows my name. I must stop thinking he doesn't care about the chapel right now. His love reaches to the heavens. Whoa. His faithfulness, he says, to the skies. He he can't say it any bigger than that. 93 billion light years. Try it sometime. It's a long drive. 186,000 miles per second. For God, that's why John, the best friend of Jesus, said, for God so loved the world. How did he love it? So much. Do you believe this? Rest in this. Sinfulness of man, A. B, love of God. He, he, I have a picture a friend sent me. This is Chicago right here. Here's where we live. That's our dining room light right there. (laughs) That's from one of the satellites going over. And that's just a very shallow part of this universe. His faithfulness reaches to the skies. One of the great truths of life is that man is sinful, and a much bigger one is that God is love. The second way he describes this is says, his righteousness is like, well, it's like the mountains. What's stronger than the Rocky Mountains? Did you ever fly over them? Did you ever climb Mount Everest? Have you seen films of that? His righteousness, his holiness is that giant and that strong, and no one will ever shovel it away. And I need to trust that, you need to trust that, his righteousness. David saw Uh, a few mountains, Tabor, Hermon, nothing like some huge ones that are in the world. But he knows they're there, and by inspiration he writes, you know how holy God is? It was like the mountains. His righteousness, you can't dig it away, and no one will destroy it, and whatever laws they make about politics or the tough thing that's coming about how churches stand against uh, homosexuality, whatever happens, Trust the God of the mountains, and do what's right, because He's right. And this is David's hope, and this is the hope of this church. Sure, there's an elephant in the room, but it's not about God, it's about the righteousness of God, and and that He'll take care of us, and He's perfectly pure. We sing sometimes, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, God in three persons. Never wrong, never a selfish thought. I promise, we promise, you know this. Do you believe this? Do you worship him one-on-one and, and, and when you come? The third thing he says is his justice. God, why don't you deal with some of the problems of life? His righteousness is like the mountains, but his justice, he just says it casually, It's like the deep. Well, how deep is the deep? Well, it's pretty deep. We used to have contests. My dad was a lifeguard, and we liked to swim and learned while he was still in our house before divorce. And I think I remember going down 11 feet once, and my brother went 12. (laughs) We live near Lake Michigan, and it is 900 feet at some places. In the Indian Ocean, it's four miles down to the bottom. Hello. In the Pacific Ocean, I looked this up, I didn't try it, seven miles. His justice is like the deep. Never doubt, I'm speaking to myself, never doubt that God will make all things right. His justice is like the deep. Any questions? He will do what is right, We used to sing, I don't know if you did, wide, wide as the ocean, high as the heavens above, deep, deep as the deepest sea, is my Savior's love. He's saying, I I can't tell you enough about this. David knew it. God had forgiven him. He was a new man. His justice, though, he's going to make all things right someday. Be sure yours are forgiven. His justice is… as deep as the Indian Ocean, the God we trust. In First Thessalonians, I coached the sermon the other day, and it just didn't strike me. And the, the man did a good job on it. And First Thessalonians one six, where God will punish all evil. Do you believe that He will take care of everything? No one will say, "Well, I wish God would." No, He will care for everything. and he will also punish all evildoers. So God is the judge. That's verse seven. Verse six, your righteousness like the mighty mountains, your justice like the great deep. O Lord, you preserve both man and beast. How priceless is your Hesep, your unfailing love. Actually, some translations, some of your parents, it's a wonderful privilege. No parent ever would disagree. It's amazing how you instantly love your child. Hesef is sometimes called parental love. Hesef is a is three times in this Psalm 246, as I said in the Bible, it's you don't know how much I love you. If a God can make a universe and go like that and say let there be light and there's light because he said so, he can know your name and love you and watch your life and care. And he says how good, how gracious, how wonderful, how priceless, unfailing love. Think of your grandmother, your mother. Some of you had wonderful love from a father too. Think of the love we have for each other in the church and how we get through this together. But God's love is like, well, it's like as deep as the ocean, as high as the skies, but how unfailing is his love. When God first described himself to people, it was just to Moses, a private meeting. Hide behind that rock, Moses, you can't look at me. And he says, I am loving and faithful, full of mercy. It's Exodus 34, and and he does then say, but I must judge someday, and he will. The one time our Lord Jesus, God in the human flesh, to show us how how to live here in Akron, to show us what it's like to be one of us, the one time he describes himself, you think he'd say, well, you know, I made the universe. It just said, let there be light and there's light. He said, I am meek and lowly in the heart. Come to me and you will find rest for your soul. Do you believe that? Do you rest in that? After saying how bad it is, in in Lamentations, in the middle of judgment, yes, Jerusalem has been destroyed, Jeremiah walks through, kicks a rock, and says, how great is his faithfulness. It is by your mercies that we are alive. Great is your faithfulness through the tough things of life, whatever they are, in a church, in a society, coming days may be much much worse around us. Hesed. One of the couples of this church wrote a book on Hesed, his unfailing love, and they described it to a granddaughter, and she described it as she loves butter. Both sides of my bread are buttered. (laughs) Michael Card, in his great book on Hesed, said, the only way to define it is to say, when I expect nothing from the creator of the universe, he gives me everything. So his promise is, "O oh Lord, you preserve both man and beast, how priceless is your unfailing love. Both high and low among men, find refuge in the shadow of your wings. Whoa. When you were in child evangelism, maybe, uh, I remember so clearly they tell about this barn fire and the hen that, that keeps her chicks under her wings when they discover what remains under the wings of this dead hen are the chicks that are alive and fine. That's Hessef. his loving kindness, his merciful love. God comes into the world after 400 years of provoked silence. He comes into the world in the person of Jesus Christ, a little baby, who walks among people, who does carpenter work. I remember when somebody right over here said to me, he couldn't help in something, he said, you know I'm just a carpenter. I said, do you know any carpenters in the Bible? And he helped. Jesus Christ, loving kindness. I think the disciples like Peter and John cried when they thought, He, nobody was ever so kind to me. Heseph means his, his merciful love. And Jesus takes all that love of God for the world, for God so loved the, so much, how much, so much, that he gave his son. When Jesus goes to the cross, he takes every sin that this depraved man in verses 1 to 4 has ever done and paid for them. He takes all of David's adultery and murder and bad thoughts and selfish ambition, and he takes it to the cross, and he cries out, because my sins were there too, and yours, he cries out, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it's because at that moment, the judgment of the holy God who cannot look on sin, the judgment of every sin you've ever committed or tomorrow is being paid for. Trusting Christ is not saying, okay, I'll, I'll believe that from now on. I believe Jesus. No, no. It's believing that he took all of your sins. And when you trust him or put your faith in him, that counts for you. Every one of you. Don't you dare say, I'm going to be judged for my sin. Or, I guess I'm being judged for my sins. Nonsense. They were paid for. He cried out, it is finished. Whoa. What's more, nobody goes to heaven with a zero. That brings you forgiveness, and all your sins are paid for in front of a holy God. Jesus took every one of them. And the Bible in Romans says over and over again that the righteousness of Jesus Christ is credited to our account and covers you from then on. So putting your faith in Christ means your sins are judged, your righteousness is a gift. Live that way. Respond to church problems or challenges or personal things that way. Let's see, I'm not going to sin, but every time I did something wrong, my thoughts were paid for on Calvary. The righteousness of Christ now covers me. I will obey Him. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God is love, you find refuge in your wings, you feast on the abundance, you drink. It says you drink from the river of life, which is not the Mississippi, which is God's pure water. And he closes that part with verse nine, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. God is like the sun he invented. Jesus comes into the world, and one of his cousins, John the Baptist, said of him, he was not that light, or John wrote about John the Baptist, John the Baptist was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. That, Jesus, was the true light which lights every man that comes into the world, which many of us think means, in my heart, I know there's something more. There's someone bigger than me, or my parents, or the problems. And we find out it it is God Himself and His Son Jesus Christ and His Spirit who comes to live within us. Do you find refuge in His wings? Feast on the abundance of His grace is what the issue is here. Any of us could go on and on about depravity, but the issue is God loves us. He wants to rescue individuals, churches, people, relationships God is love we really need him now think what the theology was here we talked sinful man depraved even as a child we're so selfish and many people say that way all their lives hello how in the world with the things he said about man he's wicked he even thinks on his bed what can I do tomorrow that would make me look better how in the world If you get that together with a holy God whose righteousness is like the mountains, (laughs) whose love reaches to the skies, I'll tell you, there's only one way, and it is Jesus. He comes into the world to save us, but to also change our lives. I love to tell the story. I probably did it here 10 times in 26 years. A little, it must be a true story. A Sunday school class, you know, the teacher says to the little kids, what has four legs and a bushy tail and hops from branch to branch? And a little girl, second row, Sunday school class. it sounds an awful lot like a squirrel, but it must be Jesus. (laughs) because everything at church is Jesus (laughs) that's right and Jesus knows all about our troubles and Jesus can live within us by his spirit if we'll live like this with each other and Jesus is the answer to our sinful nature and where we were and how we did in the past you know that go to the cross every day in the sense of rejoicing and giving thanks Look at the net last couple verses that I, t- I called, We Need Him. Continue your love, there it is, Hessef to those who know you. That you, can be. Continue your righteousness to the upright in heart. May the foot of the proud not come against me. May the hand of the wicked, nor the hand of the wicked Drive me away. Hang on to me, God." And then almost like I know he's going to be Lord, see how the evildoers lie fallen, thrown down, not able to rise. Goliath, yeah. Church, church challenge, yeah. People around David that tried to kill him, his own son, yeah. He hangs on. God will be faithful. And His loving protection will be mine and yours as you abide in Christ. My favorite story kind of related to basketball. A, a theologian was going in to play basketball at a gym, and there, there was an older man who happened to be the custodian of the building, and he was sitting there reading the Bible. and. Dr. Thelik walked in, wrote this article in Christianity Day. He said, I turned to him and said, what are you reading? And the, the old man, probably my age, leaning against the, the door said, the Bible. He said, well, what book are you reading? He didn't know he was a theologian. And the man said, Revelation. Do you understand it? Yeah. What does it mean? And you've probably heard his answer, Jesus is going to win. The wickedness of man is so clear, any one of us. Watch your life. Watch what you say, listen to and, and abide in Christ. The love of God is no matter how we've been or where we've been, it's so clear. Will you, will you be there? Will you come back if you've been away? in Jesus Christ, and He will protect you. He will help you do what is right. An oracle is within my heart. I've seen more church problems than anyone in the room, maybe. An oracle is within my heart. I know what I'm like if I don't abide in Christ. I can think anything. There's something in my life that i got to say. That's what the psalmist is saying. That's what I must say. The wickedness, the human heart can really be selfish. Marriages can break up and hurt each other. We all know the pain of life. Man thinks of ways he can get even or do things. You don't have to go to Washington to see it. It's everywhere. But I want to tell you something. And he looks up at the sky. His love all through space. I think God made all that just so we'd go, oh, and then he tells us his love and his righteousness and his justice it's just that big. Will you rest in that? Or come there, we pray. Lord, we honor you. Even in the Garden of Eden it was said, this snake will hurt you, but the seed of the woman will crush the snake someday. Help us live in that hope and abide in Jesus Christ, the light of all the world. In his light, may we see light personally in the church, in our own worlds. As you pray, not out loud, but thank God for his love, his faithfulness, his righteousness, his justice. He will make it all right someday. Don't worry, you, I just need to obey him and live him. Thank him that that's true. If you're not sure of what it means to be connected with Christ, to abide in him, won't you just privately in your heart say, God, help me know how this can be true and what it means to trust Christ and follow him. Lord, we pray all this with thanksgiving. Burn this in my heart, in our hearts, and help us abide in you. Please, amen. When we look at the heavens, O oh Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder Let's sing that in response, and then the verse that says, And Jesus died for me. Let's
1: stand. Oh, Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made. i uh... son not sparing sent him to die i scarce can take it in that on the cross my birth
0: your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice is like the great deep. How priceless is your unfailing love. Be sure. People down front in a moment to pray with you or talk, uh, counselors and pastors and Go in the grace of Jesus Christ, who will keep you from falling and this church with strength. Thank you. This has been a message from The Chapel. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about The Chapel or any of our campuses, including Akron, Green, Wadsworth, Kenmore, Cuyahoga Falls, Nordonia, and Medina, please go to our website at thechapel.life.